Welcome to another episode of After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. We would definitely encourage you to go to americaoutloud.news to listen to lots of content on events that are taking place in and around the world. Really good articles on health, exercise, you name it, it's all there. So I would definitely encourage you to go to americaoutloud.news and pick your topic of choice. And you can just sit there and listen all day to the different podcasts that we have there. Tonight, my special guest host is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. And our topic tonight is, is Israel making the right move or decision by putting a pause on the attacks on Hamas, the Gaza Strip, so that hostages can be released? I think it's going on 100 days that they've had these hostages there. And I have to admit, Heather, that at one point, I questioned the sincerity of Hamas as to whether or not those hostages were still alive. But now we see, as of recently, they've released, I think, a total right now of probably, I want to say close to 50 or 60 hostages. Let me see, Rob, how many now? Right. And, and, And we don't know their condition. Most of them look healthy. But yeah. I was shocked that they also had children that they've held all this time. And from what I could see, they were taken good care of. But again, this is all part of the propaganda of Hamas. Absolutely, absolutely, Rob. You know, I think that this was their, their ticket out of annihilation. And of course, I was afraid too early on and in general that we saw what they're capable of and what they think of us and we saw the utter sadism barbarism complete lack of regard for life especially the lives of israelis and jews and anyone who and for their own people they have no regard none whatsoever they are you know religious fanatics slash low very low primitive throwback monstrous people but i did feel that there was a real chance that these hostages wouldn't be too severely tortured because they are valuable to Hamas. This is what's saving their lousy skins. I'm talking about the leaders. I don't think for a second they'd be letting any of them go if Israel were not close to getting the leaders. You know, I think to me, this is another indicator that this whole idea that, oh, they all want to die is overstated. I don't I think that's true of some of the brainwashed followers. It's not true of the leaders. They don't want to die. They don't want their families to die. They don't want Hamas and the other evil networks to stop existing. So as Israel closes in, my take is that, you know, this is their their um, protection is that they can offer this. So my I think that unfortunately now they've got the upper hand. They still have a lot of hostages. And sadly, I don't expect that we're going to see the rest of them anytime soon. They've shown us that they are keeping them alive, the ones they have, you know, and the abuse isn't too bad. That's of, of you know, inestimable value to us, right? So as long as we know that, that's going to prevent Israel from completely wiping out their leadership. That's what I think this is. And I think they've got, you know, I mean, expect this to be drawn way, way, way out, is, is my guess. 
I agree. I do think that this is Hamas's way of trying to prevent themselves from being completely annihilated. Uh, and this this pause gives them the opportunity to regroup. The writing was on the wall that Israel was committed to completely removing them from the region. And I don't think that mission should change, mm-hmm. albeit you have a lot of people in the Western countries that have, have been vexed and have fallen into the indoctrination that Israel is attempting to commit genocide with the Palestinians. And as we said once before, Heather, if that was Israel's goal, they would have done that on day one. They and have the ability and the lives. power to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It saved a lot of soldiers' lives. They have the ability and the withal to do it. They could have done just that. But instead, they're trying to protect the Palestinians by telling them to leave this neighborhood, go here, leave this particular mm-hmm. hospital, a hospital where Hamas has built an evil infrastructure underground. Now, why isn't that being talked about more? That they have, under their own Palestinian hospital, they have built an evil compound so that if Israel were to attack, the first thing they'll do is say, look, look, see, we told you, we told you so. And there are so many people who are falling for that, including Candace Owens. We had a a discussion about that, myself and B.B. Diamond. She came on the show and she said that she was completely disappointed with yeah. Candace Owens and her position yeah. in saying that Israel was trying to commit gen- genocide. And it's yeah. like common sense would just say, look at what's happening. Who has built their evil compound up under neighborhoods, hospitals, places of worship? Who has done this? Hamas. To prevent themselves from being destroyed. And if they are attacked, they will be the first to say, see that we told you so. So I was a bit shocked by Candace Owens' position on this. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I mean, there's no my, their side, this side. There's only one side when it comes to this. And that side is you're either for good or you're for evil. And on the side of evil is Hamas, because on October 7th, Hamas did not have to go in and attack Israel. I don't care what you think about the government of Israel. I don't care what your thoughts are about Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Beside the point, the fact is that this radical terrorist group went in and slaughtered human lives, just with no regard for human life. They just went in and we're going to just kill them. And then when the wrath of Israel was put upon them, they want to scream bloody murder. Oh, this is not fair. We should stop. We should have a ceasefire. As soon as Israel started to bomb them, ceasefire. Well, what about saying Israel? We're going to release all of the hostages. Why didn't that enter into the conversation? And we're yet to hear that even the Biden administration, who's trying to take credit for the ceasefire and saying, oh, well, we were negotiating. We negotiated with Israel and with Hamas, and we were telling them you need to do this and let go of the hostages. Meanwhile, you have the head leaders of Hamas in Qatar living a life of luxury. And we have seen this played out so many times, Heather, even during the Gulf War, the first Gulf War. We had the leaders of these radical groups somewhere in another part of the country living the high life while innocent people were fighting a war that they created. No one wants to call this out. No one is saying anything about it. 
Fast forward the other day, we learned that there were three, so they say, Palestinians who were attacked, I think, at Harvard. And the media had a field day with it, saying, oh, look, at they were attacked. And, and, and rightfully so, because no one should be attacked for being who they are. Sure. But you look at the Jewish individuals who were attacked here and who are constantly being attacked here in America. And it's one of those quiet as is kept moment. When the tree of life brutality took place, the media ran with it because they were trying to pinpoint it to Donald Trump. Fast forward today, any Jews that are attacked here, it's quiet. They want to say don't report on it, typically, and then they move on. But all the other stories, oh, they want to highlight why is that? Why is it this administration dragging its feet and condemning Hamas? Why are Democrats dragging their feet? Is there something that they know that we don't know? Could it be that they are part of this evil cabal that's taking place? We know that Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC. Now just imagine, Heather, if these were Dem Republicans that were taking the side of Hamas. The media would talk about it nonstop. Mm -hmm. But because it is of the Jewish faith, the Jewish people crickets. So I question as to whether or not this is a good move. Now, of course, we want the hostages released. We want we care about the sanctity of life. And when oh. I see those little those innocent children running to the arms of their family, I'm like, these mean people had children for a hundred days from their family elderly people. Now, it's one thing to say if they would have gone, they had gone in and taken like uh, soldiers. Well, but even innocent, what, but yeah, I'm just saying, but it's, none of them should have been taken. Okay. But to take families, children from their families, then just imagine the psychological impact this is going to have on those kids. And even with that, the media pretends as though it's no big deal. Oh, no big deal. Carry on. I don't know if the media is saying that. I mean, I, I Heather, hear you. Right they're there. saying it. They're, they're saying it. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm just going to just call them out. One thing, I mean, CNN is sneaky. I think their domestic channel has been doing some good coverage of the horror of October 7th and of the impact on people. However, you know, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. CNN International has been very different. But anyway, I, I think that... I don't know that the media, in my opinion, has been so much downplaying the horror of what's been done to Israeli civilians. But uh, I think that the bigger problem is the lack of context and the distortion in the way the overall story is told. I saw the other night, I turned on CNN and there was something about purporting to be a historical um, show about the recent history of uh, what's happened in this area. And it, it was just very slanted, very un inaccurate. Um, they, for instance, I, they talked about, they had a map and they showed uh, historic Palestine. Okay. And I mean, this isn't to try to delegitimize anybody's self-concept or wishes for themselves, but they're, I mean, that in and of itself is distorted, okay, because Palestine was a, a word for the British-held territory that had been an Ottoman territory prior to the British administering it, and 
it was always uh, an area where there were Jews and Arabs, and a lot of it was uninhabited. The point is, the way CNN presented it was as if there were some historical country of Palestinians that was governed by Palestinians, which there never was. So, I mean, things like that make it seem as if there was this country of Palestine, the Jews came in and kicked everybody off and out of. That's what a lot of these uneducated, worked up people, young, ignorant people believe. But it's it's a distortion. The reality is that like we've discussed here, there were multiple groups of people living on that land. There were always Middle Eastern Jews. They were joined by other other Europe, Jews whose ancestors had migrated to Europe who survived the Holocaust and, and in the late 19th century came there. Most of the land was uninhabited and was purchased uh, from absentee landlords. I mean, this whole idea that it was a, a functioning Palestinian country that was like dismantled is not accurate that's not true and the reason the palestinians several hundred thousand of them were displaced is that the other arabs waged war on israel told the palestinians to leave promised them that they would they the other arabs would win the war and then the palestinians could come back they they promptly managed all five arab armies to lose the war which is, you see, that's the larger pattern. They choose war, they lose. This has happened again and again, and they cry that they are the victims of injustice. That's what's happened, okay? I'm not saying that no Palestinians ever had a hard time or that they don't have their experience and their, you know, right to their their narrative, but, they, they, but this idea that they're what... So my point is the media... I th- the main fault I have with the media, with the liberal media at this point, I have to say, isn't quite. I, I actually feel they've been surprisingly good. Hate to say it, maybe just because it's a sensationalistic story. You know, this 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 brutality and savagery of October seventh and the grabbing civilians, as you said, Rob, children, elderly. It's so horrific and extreme that, frankly. It makes for a good news story. I feel they've covered that very thoroughly. What they're not doing is is providing real coverage of the overall situation and why it keeps happening, which is the Arab side waging, you know, xenophobic war again and again and again and losing every time, then crying about it like they're the victims when they've chosen the path of war. I hate to be blunt, but never have people, I mean, I, I, I can't think of any other situation in world history where people pick this many fights, lose, and then expect sympathy. It's like the real world doesn't work that way. But this is this continues because of this large contingent in the international community of useful idiots and corrupt people who, I guess, profit from the Palestinians remaining as a permanent welfare class, it's like they, they have a UN agency dedicated only to them. They get billions of dollars to build nothing, create nothing, preach hate and destroy. And that's been going on for 75 years. That's the real story. And that's what's not being explained in media. It's all twisted into that it's Israel's fault. And, you know, even if you don't believe Israel's perfect and whatever, you know, um, it's just the, the underlying real issue is that the Palestinians, especially the leadership, 
And at this point, I think many of them are just radicalized. They don't want peace. They haven't accepted, you know, the dozens of deals offered to them. They won't do anything constructive. They just keep, you know, making war. And by now they've been defeated so many times, it would probably be over once and for all, except that the international community, the left wing, you know, international welfare state and teams of useful idiots keep propping them up and keep giving them hope that this this endless campaign of attempt to destroy another country, Israel, you know, they keep getting money and, and moral support from the world decade after decade. And that's why it keeps going. So, you know, the media is not the media is part of that problem. And they're not explaining that. And so that's my main beef with the media. Not so much that they're not covering the suffering. At this point, they're covering the suffering of Israeli civilians and of Palestinian civilians. They're just not covering the truth about why the whole thing is going on. And the truth is, it's not Israel driving it. It's the Palestinians. And they won't stop because they're being propped up and whipped up and brainwashed and encouraged by their own corrupt leadership and the international community. Right. Well, we're going to we're up against a commercial break, and I want to take this back up on the other side because I don't think the media is doing a good enough job with the coverage. Because and, and we see that with the indoctrination of a lot of the young people that are out in the streets. You listen to After Dark with Robin Andrew and the America Out Loud platform. And my special guest host tonight is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. And our discussion is... Is Israel making the right move by doing the ceasefire? We'll be back after this commercial break. Thank you. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. And we're back after Dr. Robin Andrew. And our topic tonight with Heather Robinson is, did Israel make the right decision with the ceasefire? We're putting the question out there. And as we sat during the first block, we're all about saving lives. And I had my reservations as to whether or not hostages were going to be released. And if released, would they be alive? And I think so far, I think they've released about 50, is it, Heather, hostages um, from their uh, from being captured? And they're looking at releasing more. 
Mm-hmm. And Biden's administration, he and Tony Blinken, they're taking credit that they had negotiated deals or got Israel and Hamas to negotiate a ceasefire in order for them to release the hostages. And Israel has also agreed to release certain prisoners that were Palestinians. Mm-hmm. But I have my reservations on that because I'm like, which ones are they releasing? Are they releasing like the those who were part of the Hamas regime or I mean, well, there is no or. Who are they releasing exactly? You know, this well, to me, this is very dangerous. This is a yeah, dangerous I mean, move. It reminds me a little of, you know, when we, t- we were told there were innocent people in Guantanamo. I mean, anybody who's in there, I mean, you can be pretty sure 99% is not an innocent person. They're not, you know, Israel isn't holding, you know... <laughs> I mean, they like to say, oh, Israel is releasing women and children. First of all, the children they're referring to, Israel doesn't hold children. These are right. teenagers who are involved in terrorism or, you know, some kind of law breaking. And the same with the women. So I begs the question, you know, did, did they make the right decision? Time will tell. But I do believe that this is giving Hamas the opportunity to regroup. And if the Biden administration as they claim they were involved in this, why, Heather, aren't they able to negotiate a deal between Russia and Ukraine? Because they don't want to. They don't want to. <laughs> Simply put, they don't want to. And they being, I'm assuming, the Biden administration. Yeah, we our, our country has a very different attitude. And I, I've said this before, even this horrible latest tragedy and horror befell Israel. I pointed out, Rob, you know, whenever anyone said, oh, you can't negotiate with Putin, he's a monster, he's a dictator, he's evil. I said he's no more evil than what Israel negotiates with and has negotiated with, including under pressure from America numerous times. So, you know, I, I don't know all the answers as to why, but I know that our country's policy is to not press the Ukrainians to negotiate with Putin. But, and, you know, in this case, it should be said that it's also the Israeli people. It's not just America. It's it's the people of Israel, many of them, who prioritize getting our hostages home, um, getting our people, getting their people, I should say. Uh, Like Jews around the world, I feel a kinship, so I say our. But... That's that's an, a huge, overwhelming priority for the people of Israel as well. So it isn't just American pressure, I don't think. It's also, you know, Netanyahu is an elected, a democratically elected leader, and he's responding. You know, his people are taking to the streets by the hundreds of thousands, maybe the millions. You know, demanding that he negotiate for the hostages. And even if you believe from a pure logic standpoint, this is unwise. Right. I mean, Israel has negotiated for hostages for one precious life in the past. They've given thousands, I believe, of Palestinian terrorist prisoners. And one could speculate, Rob, I hate, hate, hate to say it, but that that helped set the stage for this, that the terrorists learned how dearly each life is valued in Israel, how much, how extremely much they can get in exchange for grabbing an Israeli, they learned that lesson, and you could say that 
paved the way for the horror of October 7th. Nevertheless, look, these people, Hamas and these evil people are diabolical. They, they understand our culture and our hearts, I think, better than we understand them. Uh, they know that they really have us by the, you know what, once they get our people. And this is how they're staying alive, Rob, Hamas, I, I think. I mean, that's why you're seeing, you, you saw what they were on October 7th, you know, the whole world. They, they, they conducted insane brutality and cruelty, deliberate cruelty, filmed it, bragged about it. So this is not out of the, you know, any human kindness that they didn't torture these hostages. Well, we don't know exactly what went on, but that the hostages seemed to be in one piece and okay. It's not out of kindness. I think it's that they, they knew these people are, are of infinite value to us and that they, could, they, Hamas, can save their own lousy skins this way and live another miserable day and another miserable year and decade. And I'll tell you what, you know, Israel, I think, was very close to completely annihilating them. And it, that, I will say, would be no loss to humanity. Okay, just to be clear, I'm not talking about all the Palestinians. I'm saying Hamas would be any anyone who's going to challenge me that that would be the humanity would be worse off with them annihilated. <laughs> I'd like to see them make that case. But, you know, Israel was close to cleaning up. Uh, but, you know, I think that they bought themselves some time here and they knew that that's why they grabbed these people. They, they committed these atrocities and and terror and attempt to destroy and then they grab these hostages because they know that's a source of tremendous leverage and they've learned that lesson because you know in it's in in israel and in jewish culture just you know and in american culture too we value innocent life you know to an extreme and that's that's the leverage that these evil people have over us. So it's a very scary precedent. It is. I mean, it's showing them that they can do this and that they can save their skins for a while by grabbing people. So that's part of, you know, what's concerning about it. But, I mean, I'm very, very glad and relieved to see the hostages home at the same time. I mean, I can see from a pure logic standpoint, I mean, really what would have made sense from a totally dispassionate logical standpoint was probably just to drop a bunch of big bombs and get rid of anybody in Hamas, connected with Hamas, you know, and make an overwhelming statement. You know, I said initially that, you know, if I were Netanyahu, I would say you have 24 hours to produce these people alive and unharmed. Otherwise, all bets are off. Never in human history have, have, have people, monstrous people, just grabbed civilians off the street for torture, rape, en masse, bragged about it. And this, you know, will not be allowed to stand. This is not going to be the new normal if we have to, you know, inflict mass casualties on you to get every one of you. So we're going to be merciful and give you a chance to turn our people over and if not you know bye-bye you know to Hamas and sorry anybody who's near you you know I mean that would have been a more logical I mean that would have I think sent the clear message that this will not be tolerated and no one gets to save his or her skin by grabbing civilians that that you know that's just not going to work for them as a strategy and I think the only way to 
really truly send that message beyond the shadow of any doubt would have been to just you know level the place if they didn't turn over the but that wasn't done okay and maybe i'm crazy okay that can't be done i guess so well i still think that I, i still think that israel should continue on and eradicate hamas i don't think that they should stop even once all of the hostages have been released well they're not going to release them all rob because this is their ticket to survive that's my prediction i hate to say it but i think this is a cat and mouse game now you know i mean listen look i i pray to be wrong i hope i'm wrong you know i hope maybe whatever tiny shred of rationality or decency exists you know maybe there's some magic formula through which they will release all these hostages i just think that as long as a single hamas monster is alive and they can stay alive by keeping these hostages they're they're going to use it to stretch out their time and to prevent israel from achieving this goal of annihilating hamas and I that's think they should continue on because, as you said, this is just buying them time. They knew what they were getting into when they did this. And they knew that they would shoot their propaganda toward the West and that the West would sympathize for them or with them and immediately demand a ceasefire. As soon as this started and Israel came out to strike back, the West started saying, oh, no, please cease fire. Right. And as I said during the first block, no one was telling Hamas, release the hostages. Right. If you want them to stop, release the hostages. And why would you take hostages? You had already committed an offense. Well, we know why. They did it because this is this is what's preventing them from just being totally, completely annihilated. You know, the hostages are their, their shields, their human shields. So um, it's... You know, it's uh, the only reason they've given back these people that I can see is that they're getting the crap pounded out of them, Hamas, and Israel's closing in on the leaders. And I think that, I mean, we know how brutal they are. So why else would they be doing this? You know, they're on the ropes, basically. But I fear that Israel will not be allowed you know, we are not allow themselves to finish the job because we want our people back so much. And I'm not criticizing that. I understand it. But I recognize that it's like a Gordian knot. It's like an impossible puzzle. Once you start down this road of capitulating to terrorists who grab civilians, then you get more and more and more of this. It becomes their tactic. And I fear that's what's already happened. That dynamic is in place and so hopefully i'm wrong but if i'm not this is just the beginning of this as a tactic because we are reinforcing it however i will say this i at least israel's pounded the hell out of them and to the extent that we've you know at least we're not sending them i mean the worst thing to have done would have been to not pound the hell out of them and just you know beg and plead for the hostages back and you know, not do anything or something. I mean, that would have reinforced this tactic worse. I mean, I think that we've given them a mixed message, essentially. We've, um, you know, they've done this evil and and we have uh, 
you know, the West, Israel, you know, has has pounded them hard. And so that's why some of these hostages have been returned. They they are they're getting it, Hamas, you know, we're not Israel hasn't been too squeamish to to be tough with them to a point. You know, I mean it's it's a terrible hard call, Rob, to know what to do. It just has been from the start. And, it is a hard and, call, but we we're, we're also told never to negotiate with terrorists because it will be right. to, at no good end. We want the, yep. the I'm thankful for those innocent lives that were released as I yeah. mentioned in the first block. I can't imagine the trauma that they were under during those 100 days of being away from their family. And although mm-hmm. It, they appear to be okay. This is all part of the narrative that Hamas wants to play. That look at how we treated them. We treated them with dignity. No, because you should have never been held. You should have never went in. And if you are sincere, then release them all. But as you said, Heather, they're not going to because they're using this as a bargaining chip so that they can survive. Because if they were to release them all, Israel would go in with complete force and annihilate them today, tonight, and they would cease to exist. I think they have about 400 hostages. So just to release them in drip drabs, how many is it? Well, I thought it was about 240, and they've released about 40 today. So I think they have about 200 still, something like that. So they're going to release them in drip drabs so they can continue their existence because they are afraid, no matter how many times they, oh, we're big and we're bad. No, they're afraid. They're cowards, Heather. They're cowards. That's what they are. They're complete cowards. Yeah. You want supporting them. You're a coward and you're an enabler. Well, that's the worst part. I mean, that's one thing that we can do, Rob. The whole, I mean, if the whole international community, this is wishful thinking, could stop being useful idiots and speak in one voice and say, Hamas, you know, give these people back, or there's no, you're not, if they, if they couldn't twist their, if their manipulations didn't work, they wouldn't do this. But because so many people, you know, immediately blame Israel. You know, Israel's viewed as this force that won't stop coming, like as if Israel's fighting a war for no reason, which of course we know isn't the case. It's it's a, a war of self-defense with a specific objective that makes sense to remove Hamas, the terrorist group that committed mass atrocities against civilians and is frankly horrible to its own people. I mean, it's a much, it's a much more logical pinpointed war than frankly America's last few wars have been. I mean, it makes, you know, it's, it's a, there's a clear enemy, there's a clear objective, there's a necessary objective, all that. But because so many forces and people in the world buy into this, propaganda, you know, Hamas attacks, brutalizes, maims, murders, rapes, then runs home to hide under hospitals and surround itself with kids. You know, so when Israel responds, people die, civilians die, and they're ah, screaming, you know, the, I'm not mocking the civilians, I'm just saying Hamas is, is, you know, carrying on and they're enablers and everyone's, oh, the poor 
you know, I mean, that's the obvious, that's the whole manipulation that, but I mean, if you could put a stop to that manipulation, if you could put a, you know, just a stop, just say, you know what, stop it. You know, the, it's sad, but there's a reason this is happening. I mean, if everybody could just press, press Hamas, that's, that's how it could stop. I mean, that would end it. They, they, if they weren't getting sympathy from doing these atrocities and then using their own people, if the world would just recognize what's happening, it's like then the whole manipulation wouldn't have the power to continue. And that's what it is. It's, it's manipulation. Now, we're up against another hard commercial break, but I want to pick this up, the manipulation on the other side of the break, you're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. We'll be back after this commercial break. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We're back with the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew and my special guest host, Heather Robinson. And when we went to break, Heather was talking about the manipulation that's taking place. And we're going to pick up right there. Go ahead, Heather. Explain to our listeners what you meant by the manipulation that's being used right now. Just that that radical Islamists like Hamas and jihad and these groups that have tormented Israelis for 70 years, and they instigate, they torment, they do brainwash their kids, they conduct bombings, suicide bombings, rockets, whatever the strategy of the year is, of the decade, terrorism, you know, and then they run back and hide among children. And when Israel responds, they cry that they're the victim. And that's the basic manipulation. And, uh, I, you know, if that could be recognized for what it is, then the whole thing would lose its power. It's like, then 
you know, Israel could just target the leadership, do whatever it had to do to get rid of them. And, you know, there could be peace eventually. People would have to be, you know, they'd have to just give up this dream of destroying Israel. But Heather, do you think they want peace? Because we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Does Hamas really want peace? Do they really want to leave peaceable? I, I don't see it. Certainly not. They don't. None of the leadership in this, these Palestinian territories do. None of them does. Or they would have had the state by now. They were offered it in 2000. They were offered it in 1948. The Gaza withdrawal was a total Israeli withdrawal from Gaza. And Hamas led them all in destroying the greenhouses that were left behind, building these terror tunnels, indoctrinating their kids. You know, even said the ones who got jobs in Israel were spies and reported back, you know, ran back like, you know, the treacherous jerks they are. And that that's what paved the way for October 7th. So, yeah, I'll tell you the truth, Rob. I don't know, you know, what portion, I, I know the leadership certainly doesn't want peace to say the least. I mean, I'd like to believe there are some Palestinians who see the futility and the evil of this, I mean, on top of being evil, it is futile because they're not going to win. Israel's not going to cease to exist. They've been screaming their bloody murder fury for 75 years. And on top of being wrong, it's stupid because they're, they lose every time. This has happened in 1948, in 1967, in 1973, all through the terrorism of the 90s. They lose and lose and lose. And somehow, I guess that fuels the rage. These people all have a horrendous, whatever. I don't, I don't want to overgeneralize. Maybe it's not everybody, but they're, they're horribly led. All of this rage will amount to nothing because, you know what? Israel's not going to stop existing. More successful people are not going to give up their lives and their livelihoods because a bunch of, you know, fanatical, primitive people want to be violent and, you know, unproductive and evil and act like, you know, throwback lowlifes. I mean, they're not going to get their way. So, I mean, you know, you would think that a few more of them might kind of, I mean, look, I think if, if their leadership was is soundly defeated, thoroughly, completely smashed, demolished, defeated, annihilated, then maybe there is some hope for peace among whoever among those people wants a better life. Like well, any, let me say this. Right. Like let me, any, let me say this. You know, I, I they, agree. Like anyone want the peace, but just a couple of things, something that you mentioned that I want to point out is that they, they like the propaganda and they know that they can always attract weak Westerners to support their cause when in actuality they see them all as being infidels but they're useful idiots useful tools yes and if they really wanted peace as you said they would put their weapons down and say let's figure this out but trying to figure it out does not include and should not include well we don't want them here period like by from what is a quote they're saying from the ocean to the sea or some ridiculous statement from the river to the sea it's like that's not a way that you don't start off negotiating that way well there's why 
They're xenophobes. They're xenophobes, right. And why this administration hasn't called it out, sitting on the sidelines. I mean, they should forcefully come out and say, this is wrong. Now, we saw the other day when we had B.B. Diamond on the show, she had attended the pro-Israel rally at our nation's capital. God bless and you. she said that it was it was very powerful and that it was packed. People were peaceful. You didn't see anyone fighting as you've seen in these pro-Palestinian riots. I call them riots, although they like to say protests that have shut down major traffic, caused major traffic jams. They did it in Penn Station here. They did it at Grand Central Station, the Brooklyn Bridge. And you want to tell me that you're being peaceful? No, you're not. You're being destructed. You want to set out fear so that people won't go out. Look at what they did during the Thanksgiving Day Parade here in New York City. Glued themselves to the pavement. What type of statement are you trying to make? They don't want peace. They want to keep a thing going. These are violent people that need to be called out. And why the Biden administration, Department of Justice, has that instructed the FBI to go after them speaks volume as to whose side they're they're on. They want you to think that they support the Israelis, but they don't. They're for destruction. And we saw this during the George Floyd riots. And it's continuing now. There is a group of Democrats that they can always call on to create a ruckus, to create violence. And these individuals have been violent. They've gone to the Capitol. They've climbed the Capitol gates. They've tried to get inside the Capitol. They went inside the rotunda. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on of the violence that these individuals have been committing. But no one wants to call them out. We need someone who's forceful, who's going to call them out. Even Barack Obama was tippet and gave mixed messages when he came out and said, well, you know, if you really want to understand this, there is no easy solution because we're all to blame. All to blame for what? No one told Hamas to go in on October 7th and commit the atrocities that they committed. No one. And you can't tell me, well, we got to look at history. We got to look at what happened. No, we don't. We're talking about that one incident on that one day. Yeah, you can't. I mean, why is it that what they can't be held accountable for their choice to run and maim, rape and murder? That's not their fault. Please. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, Heather. That is like if we were to say 9-11, that this is America's fault, that they caused us. We want to go back in history. And if we were to go back in history, and if we were to really look at this, we would see. Yeah, there were there was bad negotiations on some in some instances. But what Saddam, what not Saddam Hussein, but bin Laden, what he did was wrong. And then now you saw they were playing the tapes on Twitter, not Twitter, but uh, TikTok, saying, oh, my God. And of course, they were millennials saying, oh, I just listened to Bin Laden, Bin Laden read Bin Laden's uh, letters, and I changed my view on 9-11. Some of these kids don't even know what happened on 9-11 because they're not being taught in school. And I would submit to you, Heather, this was by design. Someone came up with this. They leaked this. They created this entire TikTok experience so that these young people would come out and start spewing this fake ideology, fake propaganda, knowing that other influencers would do the exact same thing. And I would dare say someone with a lot of power and a lot of influence and a lot of money, like the George Soros family, 
probably got this started. And not only that, look at what they use, the, the, the apparatus they use to get to all these young people. TikTok, who owns TikTok China, who was just recently here in America, President Z. This is all by design and it's all connected. And if we had an honest media, they would call it out. Even if someone were to say, oh, well, that's a far reach. Okay, maybe it is, but why not call it out? Why not say, look at what's happening. TikTok, the same apparatus that so many liberals are fighting to keep out there, it will be our downfall. Simply because it's good to you does it not mean it's good for you. Some people say, oh, well, you're shutting down free speech. No, we're not. We're shutting down propaganda machine that's designed to destroy us. People have got to wake up. You can live without TikTok. Do you think the Chinese are allowing TikTok there in China? No. Their version of TikTok is teaching their kids about science, about math, while our version of TikTok is teaching kids how to twerk, disinformation about the truth. It's a propaganda machine, all politicized. America needs to wake up, and we need to accept these hard truths that there is a factor that is out there that's trying to destroy us. And we don't have to worry about it coming from the outside, Heather. It's from within. Look at how divided we are. Look at how confused we are. Never in a million years would we thought what's happening right now on the world stage, that we would be so confused, that we wouldn't know which side to take. People have forgotten about the Holocaust. People are denying it, openly denying it. You have college professors who are denying it. They're teaching their students to deny it, and these are our future leaders. Heather, I question what's going to happen down the road. Yeah. I question what's going to happen because this does not look good for America, and it's all by design. And we have a weak administration, a weak secretary of state who's trying to lead the way, and they're leading us to doom. And we have a complicit media, and as I've said before, that needs to be shut down. I am not talking about the free press. Let's be clear here. I'm not advocating that we shut down a free press, but I am advocating that we shut down the arm of the government that is currently in control of the press. That's it, because they will do no good but only harm, Heather, what do you say? Well, I think, as you know, I don't think that we can shut down the media. I think we need to just get out there with our voices, establish new media outlets, uh, support those we have that are more honest, like New York Post and Fox News and, and Newsmax and all the smaller publications and radio stations. That are, that are conservative media and independent media. That's what we need to do, Rob. And what you're doing is important. Um, you know, it is, it is daunting. But, you know, I mean, on the, on the upside, uh, it's, it's a long, long, hard battle. But there are people fighting it. Israel's fighting. Uh, we have to be uh, good stewards of, of information and try to give people more more context, more information. I don't really understand why so many people are so misguided and misinformed. I mean, some of it, yes, is media. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, they, they do know there was a hideous massacre, for instance, of thousands of people on October 7th. And 
I mean, I, it shouldn't, for instance, take all kinds of, I mean, you know enough to know that this isn't happening in a vacuum, you know, I mean, why anybody would be stupid enough to sit there and say, oh, it's a genocide and Israel's killing all these people for no reason. I mean, even if you don't, if you're a pacifist or you're upset about war, I mean, you have to understand that so is torturing and maiming and murder and rape of civilians wrong. I mean, so, I mean, why young people can't see that and have a, at least a more balanced perspective, I don't understand. Um, I think that it is cruel of them. I think it's unfair. I mean, just like I wouldn't dismiss the suffering of Palestinian civilians, I, you know, I understand why it's ha- happening and I know who to blame. But, I mean, wh- why there's so little um, empathy and and fairness in the minds of some of our young, very, very concerning to me, but you got to keep in mind it isn't everybody. And we have, uh, we have a free press. We have conservative media. We have churches. We have synagogues. We have opportunity to try to reach people. And we just have to do that. And we have to stand firm. And I think that that's the best that we can do. For now it is the best we can do for now but it's most unfortunate because it seems as if though these individuals with all this misinformation that they're winning and they're and in the process of winning they're very destructive and as i mentioned during the second block these are our future leaders these are the future leaders if we have a future i mean who was it to say i give you a democracy if you can keep it this yeah. is very, it's very daunting, Heather. It is, Robin. Yeah. You know, I was just seeing the, the latest numbers about Biden. This is interesting. You know, I'm not a fan of his, but he hasn't been all bad on Israel. I mean, I, but sadly, part of the reason his numbers are going down, I mean, I'm not, I, apparently, the young, young people, many of them just disagree that he's not more anti Israel. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Biden's, but I'm sorry that that's the reason his numbers are going down. Is it because young people are getting wise and they want a better economy? Apparently not. Is it because they, you know, want a better future? No. But I mean, some of them are, they're just so, they've been so brainwashed against Israel that the one thing he's done that I don't totally disagree with, which is in his own, you know, limited way, his own bumbling way, he has stood firm with our fellow democracy under siege that the young don't like. So it's very upsetting to me, Rob. I'm very dismayed and I share your concern. Look, God bless these young people. A lot of them don't know which sex they are. So (laughs) frankly, I don't respect their judgment about much. I think they are so far the most radical, ignorant generation we've ever raised. And I don't quite know why. They're such a mess. But, you know, when you meet young people on an individual level, some of them are great, you know, whether they're conservative or they're more liberal. Not all of them are that totally devoid of moral sense or common sense. But I think it is a loud minority among them. I'm hoping. And they're not the dumb ones necessarily. I mean, they're, some of these are the Ivy League kids. They're not low, low IQ. They're, you know, some of them are just not good kids, but I think that's a small portion, but I think they've been given a megaphone um, with these social media platforms 
maybe some of it has to do with ironically the prosperity and decadence of our culture these are young people who have been maybe helicopter parented spoiled there's a lot of that perhaps but again you know I don't know about you but in my personal life I'm you know I'm always sort of pleasantly surprised when I actually meet young people in real life and not just what I encounter on social media and what I see in the news most young people are not yes I think some of them have been touched by, influenced by this kind of brainwashed thinking. But they're not all so far gone. And I think some of them are, they mean well, you know. I mean, I think that they love their friends. They, they love their, you know, diversity is, a, is an inclusion. And I do think that that's not a whole, I mean, that, that's a good value, okay, independently of the framework that's being pushed the, the Marxist kind of, um, you know, uh, different morals and different legal standards for different people, all that you and I just, we agree is, is terrible. But I mean, the basic value, what's, what's animating it, I think for a lot of young people is, you know, they're, they have, you know, black friends, white friends, different friends. They, they love each other. They want, a, you know, that's, I think that good, part of it is kind of getting mixed in for them with this indoctrination and they're some of them are doing what they think is the right thing you know what i'm saying yeah well heather i gotta say that we're up against the clocks uh can't believe we're already at time and this has been a very important thoughtful in-depth conversation uh the first of many that we'll have while this is going on and i hope that our listeners will listen to the podcast once it comes up and to share the podcast. So you've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform and my special guest host, Heather Robinson of the New York Post. We hope that you'll come back again tomorrow night as we will continue the discussion. God bless. God bless America. God bless Israel. Thank you and good night. <laughs>